What's up, y'all? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. On this week's episode, we are back with some baseball talk. It is week zero for college football. PLL reactions to the end of the season and obviously our Tea Party segment and our Tweets of the Week at the end. Love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Let's have a good one. Let's go. Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah. Kendra. See you, ladies. Ha. Y'all know what time it is. Uh. Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitating. Woo. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Woo. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. I'm Andy Towers, and you're listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. Let's fucking go. What is up, party people? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. If you're new here, welcome back. If you are part of the bus and squad, um, we start every show with our HLH. My name is Kendra Middleton, by the way, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sarah Griffin, as always. Um, our HLH is our high of the week, low of the week, and our hero of the week, which is something unexpected and good that happened to us in the last week or so. I am drinking today. Um, so I'm going to enjoy this tasty Bev while Sarah gives you her HLH. <laughs> okay, my, so this sounds a lot more depressing than it actually is. I don't have a high this week. <laughs> it's not because, like, it, life's just, like, so shitty or anything. I just literally don't have any, I haven't done much and like. That happens. I'm, yeah, I don't know. There hasn't been any, anything that really stood out for me for high. Um, low. I complained, so, well, I have two things. So I complained so much about like how I don't have any free time. And then this is the first week where I don't really have any, well, like I have like my freelance work and stuff, but it's the first weekend I don't have anything. And I'm just like, what the fuck do I do all week? Like, mm-hmm. and, but then also I realized classes are starting soon. And again, like classes starting soon, NHL starting soon. Like I'm going to regret saying that so much. I'm going to wish I took way more advantage of this week, but. You should just do nothing. I am so bad at doing I know (laughs) you are. I was just going to say, you are really bad at doing nothing. Planning because I finished like my articles that were due today at two. I finished last night because I'm just like, what do I do? What do I do? So I started doing stuff for next week and I don't know like I don't know what to do with myself so I guess that's my low and then my hero you should just smoke weed on the couch and do nothing (laughs) I'll do it that's like this is the time this is there's no better time this week my hero has been I kind of been doing this all summer but I've been reading more which has been nice like relaxing in bed like yeah I feel like you have been I see you like posting stories and stuff all the time I like can't imagine knowing how to read Hey, why ain't you running? Well, I can't read. Get out of here. Because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's like the like couple hours that I'm like my head actually just like turns off. I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know how to read, but that would probably be great for me right now. <laughs> um, My high, I also don't really have one. My life is like... <laughs> so miserable right now between moving and like all this other bullshit like I didn't even put pants on for this show that is how (laughs) just chaotic my life is I literally like put mascara and concealer on 
and was like, all right, this is it. This is what it is. (laughs) But I'm going to Fenway tomorrow with Duncan and I get to like go to batting practice and stuff. So that's kind of sick. Um, So I, I, yeah, I feel like that will be like my high because I don't have another one. Um, My low is like, okay, so we've been talking about how I've been like getting ready to move for like a week or two now. Mm -hmm. And I'm about to get like kind of like personal, but like moving can be so emotional and like nobody talks about it. I yeah yeah like if yeah it feels like I'm like closing a chapter of my life and like you know going through your stuff is like so crazy like I have like every card anyone's ever given me like any kind of gift anyone's giving me and it's like it's hard to like part ways with stuff that's like not serving you in certain ways but it's like still nostalgic and it's like um I know like a lot of people that listen to this show know that I lost my best friend a couple years but it's like I feel like I'm just carrying some of her stuff from house to house and like I don't use it it's not serving a purpose in my life it's just like I couldn't let go of it and I know that I'm being like so vulnerable right now but I feel like that's okay but it's just like emotional and like letting go of stuff that's like not serving you is just like overwhelming at times I agree sorry I had to mute myself I got loud here (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like so that's what I'm going through Um, my like other low was, and this wasn't even a low, but like, I went to this like thing with Red Bull this weekend and we went to like Encore after, because like, obviously the bar is like, not that like 2am is early, but like, if you're going out, like, I feel like 2am is kind of early. Like things close down here early. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. And so like, we decided to go to Encore, like all the like influencer people or content creators, whatever you want to call them. That's like less icky than it sounds. Um, like went to Encore after and I was in a Blake Bortles jersey and this like drunk asshole was like trying to like fist fight me and kept like calling me the C word and he was like saying like all this crazy shit to me about how like Blake Bortles isn't a QB1 and I was like a dumb like like C word and stuff and I was just like I'm pro C word but like I don't want like people to be like blasting this and like I don't know whatever fuck it but like I don't know like that's just so weird to me like and like his friends were like backing him up that's bizarre like clearly yeah. they're like hammered hammered but that's just like such a weird fight to even pick and like say to yeah. a stranger I don't know which like would have been fine if we weren't like in the same area as them and it didn't go on for so long like yeah. I wouldn't really care usually but like we were around them a lot and it was just weird that's um, really weird my yeah my hero would be my mom like my mom's been like such a homie the last week like I've been going through it and like she just I don't know like you're like I don't know like I just love my mom she's just she's a cool lady and my gotcha day with Jackson was Monday I have had him for five years oh that's a long time (laughs) like I've kept something alive for that long (laughs) and thriving ish <laughs> he is thriving he is thriving he's a little anxious and he's a little chunky but like you know who isn't I was saying aren't we all <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just like post-pandemia <laughs> um so I don't know that was probably like kind of depressing but like I <laughs> it's whatever like I'm being honest um I also like suck and barely had any notes for our show this week so Sarah came in clutch with the notes I just really have not been watching like sports. I haven't been on Twitter. Like I just have been like full blown packing and like organizing my life. Um, so I see that we are talking baseball this week. So I will let you lead the baseball segment. I, I don't have a ton, honestly. It's just kind of like 
stuff I've noticed, like I was really thinking that Tristan Casas, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I thought for sure he was getting pulled up yesterday. Still has forever now. Yeah, I don't really know what the holdup is at this point. Like, it doesn't look like they're catching up to the wild card. Like, the season's winding down. Like, they're hurt. Like I said last week, I'm fine for the Orioles to make a wild card run. I don't care that they're in our division. Like, I think that's a great story. I would rather see them make the wild card than us. I don't think the Red Sox deserve it. I don't like nothing's going their way that also says that they would make playoffs. So, at this point, what do you have to lose to get this guy who is your future? Just some experience. I don't know, especially with yeah. Eric Hosmer injured, you know, Nathan Baldy's now on like the 15 day IR. I don't know. Everything's just shitting the bed. And I don't watch the Red Sox really at all at this point, but yeah, I would watch that's... to see his debut. I'd love to see this kid actually play up at the majors. Yeah, that's the thing is that I feel like Red Sox fans have been talking about this kid for so long, like wondering when it was going to happen. And that was part of the reason that I was confused about the Hosmer trade is because like everyone speaks so highly of him. And Mm -hmm. it's like the Red Sox, we've talked about it, were kind of in like a place where if they were going to win, they needed to do it now. And it's like they didn't really do a whole lot to like do either. So it's like if you want to rely on your young talent, then do it. Yeah. Like, you have nothing to lose at this point. Get those guys' experience, especially when your roster's so depleted right now with injuries. Like, you're not, like, looking to rely on anyone to, like, push you to this playoff position. It's yeah. just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, agree. It was just, I yeah, I just, I, I'm, all, I'm all in on the Orioles as well. Like, I would rather, like, that's so fun, especially because the AL East is what it is. Like, it is crazy. Yeah, I was doing because I've been doing the sports betting stuff, like just the articles. And so I did the Orioles White Sox game for today. And I was like writing about it. And I don't know, it's kind of crazy when you look at it. Because again, like you come in, like you're the Orioles last like, I don't know, four years, five years now, you come into the AL East just expecting, there's really no expectations, but everyone's just like, all right, they're going to finish at the bottom of the standings. Like they're nothing to worry about. And then they have this like great, first half of the season where it's like okay but even so they're still at the bottom of the standings you know because it is if it was any other division they would have already been kind of in playoff contention I think but then really after that second half they just started picking it up you know the Red Sox bumped down and now they're two and a half spots out they're right on the heels of like the Mariners and I think the Blue Jays too you know the Yankees have been so bad lately I mean now they're on a three-game win streak since they swept the Mets Mm -hmm. but they've just been horrible since the second half of the season started that there is now that kind of like variety in the ALEs that we didn't really see before opening up for the Orioles who just continue to win. I think I wrote today, like it's kind of like a Cinderella story, which like, yeah. kind of is. Yeah, I don't know. Which I'm is definitely all in say. on them. Yeah. You make a good point too, that it's like, if they played in any other division, like they would probably be in the postseason. So it's like, they're obviously doing things right. And I don't know if that speaks to how, far they've come or just how big of a beast this division actually is I know especially when you think like okay Trey Mancini is one of their best players they trade him away they trade a lot of guys mm-hmm. away at that deadline I mean, yeah you still have like um Cedric Mullins like Santander like guys like that but still, still they're not they're, household names yeah like you look at that lineup it's not a lineup of names that would be like that guy's a star mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. most people don't know like definitely not their pitching staff when I was doing research I didn't realize, I think I knew maybe two or three names in the Orioles bullpen. They're like fourth in the league and like their yeah. ERA, like fourth best. 
but you wouldn't know any of the names on there. They're starting rotation. Like John Means has been on the IL for months now. Jordan Lyles has been like their number one guy who like was kind of like a solid pitcher for the Brewers a few years ago. Then he played for the Rangers and just been kind of like whatever. But they're just floating through with this rotation that people are like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> they have this insane bullpen. I- Yeah, I'd love for Baltimore sports to be on the rise. Like, they're a gritty city. Like, they're fun. Their fans are nuts. Like, I love the Ravens. Like, the Ravens have my favorite roster in football. So, like, that would be, like, I would love that. Also, Camden Yards is fucking awesome. Yeah. They deserve playoffs. Yeah. I, I, I hope that they make some sort of run because, like, if clearly whatever is going on with their management is, like, working and it's positive and it's, like, if they can take a group of guys that aren't household names and get them into a wild card spot, like fucking go for it. It was crazy. It was with the Orioles. The story always is like, oh, they'll be good come like 2025. The fact that you still have some of your best guys down in like triple A, double A, like, yeah, they have like Adley up now, like guys like that. But other than that, like they're going to just continue to get better and better. Like they're not even close to their peak. Like this was supposed to be a year where like, oh, they finished in last. Like you'll have some promising moments of these young guys, but I don't know. I think everything's very exciting for the Orioles right now. So even though I am a Red Sox fan, like it is the AL East, I am rooting for them. So are you sticking a fork in the Red Sox season? I mean, yeah, I just like don't even watch them anyways. So I'm like, I'm not really bothered by it. Like their injuries are just continue to add up and like it's not gonna pan out I'm not gonna invest time now like sorry August 24th (laughs) yeah yeah there's a yeah there's a month left like it's just it is what it is yeah we won't be partying on the monster this postseason no we will not (laughs) rip um angels ownership considering selling the team I saw this I really didn't read that far into it but it's like what would it even take to buy that team that's what I was thinking I honestly didn't read much into this either because again not that into baseball like whatever I'm like sure like clearly they're not interested in owning the team to begin with that's very obvious like please sell the team and let like either build around Trout and Otani it seems like Otani's probably on his way out anyways or like trade crazy yeah let them get a fresh start like just rebuild everything I don't know. I think it's, it shouldn't even be a consideration, like fucking sell the team. (laughs) They just almost seem like the redheaded stepchild of LA. And it's like, that sucks because you're in a major market. Like you can see in New York right now that the Mets and the Yankees, it's clearly working out having two teams in a big market. And it's not just like that in baseball. Like, yeah, the Knicks have sucked historically, but the Nets and the Knicks still both, I mean, neither of them have been great like yeah. in the past decade or two. So it's like, it like it can happen in a big city, but it's like, you have two of the biggest names in baseball right now. And you're considering selling your team. And it's like, you guys are just still second to the Dodgers. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I really, I don't have much else to say about it just because I was like, I mean, that is news, but I'm like, now's the time. Don't continue. There's no way like Trout and Otani are happy there. I think it's, been made pretty clear at this point that Otani's definitely not intro I'm just like free that man (laughs) I also just like don't know like what I feel like you'd have to give them like an entire country yeah 
honestly yeah <laughs> like I feel like some business like unless you like I don't know I, I really don't even know who could buy the team like what do you what is your even asking price the real estate alone I don't even know maybe hopefully they'll get somebody like uh Steve Cohen with the Mets and just like save the team like everything turned around for them in one fucking or I guess two seasons but and they haven't won anything yet but they're certainly on a good path right now yeah the, yeah they look great yeah um I'm so glad that you added these next two things in our notes because hot dog beer guy is the most American shit I've ever seen I like do you think that was staged okay if you haven't seen this headline there was a guy at I don't remember which stadium was it at was it it was in New York yeah 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 so guy made a hot dog straw and was drinking his beer through the hot dog this is so fucking American yes I think it was staged do I care no if you want to drink beer through a fucking hot dog straw at a game that is fucking electric and I support the wiener straw through and through okay I really had no strong opinions on it. I just saw it on Twitter like 50 fucking thousand times. And I was like, this is a thousand percent stage, but it's funny. So I was just like, eh, good for him. What weirded me out more was his like Ralph Lauren New York Yankees hats. <laughs> I think that this should be like, we should take the Nathan's hot dog com- like competition. And instead of like dunking your bun in water, you have to do it in beer because <laughs> that's America. True. That is very that American. is fucking America. Like if, but if you're going to a game, like the odds that you're getting a beer and a hot dog are like the same. So like, why not just like stone two birds at once? True. He was thinking ahead. He was innovative. I'll give him that. It's true. And hot dogs are kind of gross. So like, if I had a beer hot dog, it's like a beer brat. Like basically, it's like a discount beer brat. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> I think I just solved like all of the world's problems. <laughs> um yeah like I don't really care if it was staged like if you want to like honestly like that is clickbait I don't care like I know that that's like the era of the internet we live in but it's like if you are the guy who is drinking hot dog through a straw or uh, drinking beer through a hot dog that's incredible and I'm so here for it see I misinterpreted when I first saw the video I thought he literally stuck a straw in the hot dog and I was like (sighs) I'm sorry, what is this even, like, I was like, hot dog, like, juice, like, that's fucking disgusting, how does that even work, and then I, like, watched it again, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I, like, saw the video, and it's, like, I think he used a straw to make the hole, right? Yeah. But it's, like, did he eat the hot dog out of the straw hole, or, like, he must have, otherwise, like, that is, do we think he's a serial killer? Yes. He did serial killer just from the hat alone. I like that's what's disturbing the most of that video. I'm like, where did you get a Ralph Lauren Yankees hat, and why is it Vlad? See, but like if that happened in Boston, I would be like, oh yeah, that's Brad, and he's definitely from like the Cape. <laughs> so I wouldn't even. I don't even think I would bat an eye. No, it was. Plus, it came right from John Boy, so I was like, "All right, there's no way this is fucking real." <laughs> no way. But either way, but I'm here for it. Like you do, you. Um, I also did see the guy getting head in Oakland. Honestly, I was like, "What the fuck else is there to do an Oakland A's game? There's no one fucking there. The team sucks. Like tickets are probably a dollar. Like sure, 
have at it, but I know they put security up there now. <laughs> That's kind of like a power move. Like if you get a blowjob like in empty stands at an MLB game, like that's cooler than the Mile High Club for me because you're just like whipping it out for the world to see. <laughs> like that's kind of a power move. So, well, because I was like, well, this stage, like, because you have the people with the video, like, perfectly in time for it. I, was, I never know what's staged and what's not anymore. But that I was like, I mean, even if it is staged, they're still actually fucking doing it. So <laughs> good for that well, guy. The thing, yeah, the, yeah, I want to buy that guy a beer, first of all. But <laughs> second of all, like the thing is, is about the video is like when you're looking at the screen, you can't even tell what's happening from that far away. And then they zoom no. in and it's very evident. Yeah. But it's like, how were you even like, how you have to have like 2020 fucking vision. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm also just an oblivious person, I guess. But like, I'm not looking at my surround, like, oh, look way up fucking there. What are those people doing? Let me zoom in and look like. I don't know. That's why I was like, this might be staged, but they're still doing it. So whatever. <laughs> Do we think that like, maybe they were homies and the guy was like, oh yeah, like I'm going to go like, you know, get a quick, you know, blow That's what in. I thought. Mm, I, thought I kind of think that. Is probably their friend. Yeah, I agree. Like definitely he was like, yeah, I'm going to go have like a quickie, like across yeah. the stadium. And it's like, his friends was like, we're like looking for him to go viral or something, but also like, I haven't seen anything about any repercussions for it. Yeah, because usually you get in a lot of trouble for that type of stuff. Yeah. But if they weren't able to identify him, I guess. I'm like, how do you identify him so far away? But also, like, how do you punish someone and not, like, fist bump them? Like, that's kind of electric. And I'm like, clearly it was consensual, so. Yeah, and Oakland's and not. not- like anyone was at that game. No one's there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's fucking Oakland. Like, who gives a shit? There weren't like little kids sitting around. Like if it was that case, like that guy should be banned from everywhere and probably in jail. Like that makes me yeah. sex offender. But I'm like, there was no one in like thousands of feet of them. Also, like we've been in bleachers at games a whole lot. How did she fit between the seats? I don't know. That's because it's a tiny little section. It's a tight squeeze. She was putting in the work. I she was bussing it down for the Oakland A's. I hope that man was worth it. Queen. Was, no way was that comfortable for her. Like, definitely not. And I hope, but that's the thing. Like, she doesn't even get anything back. Like, she's probably banned from the stadium and, like, maybe got a little extra protein or something that day. But that's about it, sis. Now she's just the Oakland A's blowjob girl. <laughs> <laughs> With I respect to her. That for her. Respect to her. <laughs> Maybe she'll get like a job at Barstool or something. <laughs> if anyone should get a job between the two of them, it's her. Like she should reap the benefits of this. He already reaped the benefits, clearly. Yeah, you got <laughs> the instant gratification, my dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. This at least about maybe he now. maybe he bought her a beer with a hot dog straw. I hope he bought her like 10 of those. <laughs> Do you like I would have I would never do that first of all but like she had to be fucking fucked up either fucked up or just down astronomically bad <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know dude I don't know <laughs> either way we support uh, the, you queen <laughs> yeah slay it was consensual that's good enough for me live your truth um any more baseball comments 
No, do you hear the music now? I hear beeping. Also, if you hear beeping in this episode, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, beeping? Yeah, the people downstairs, their fire alarm keeps going off. Mm. It's been going on for days now. Now I hear the music. Yeah. So Sarah's Sarah just has living. Not been silence for like days. I see why you want to get out of your house now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair. Okay. So I saw that you put the Jared Bernhardt stuff in our NFL yes. notes, which I love. Um, obviously, it's like a really unique crossover, but like I, mm-hmm. it is just preseason, and that's my concern. Yeah, I know he made obviously the 80 man and then it sounds like he's kind of on the cusp for when they make the 53 but Mm -hmm. then I read something today that was like because he's having such a good preseason that another team could end up picking him up yeah like like I wrote in our notes this is the only like preseason storyline I'm following at all like I'm not following any Patriots storylines or anything just because it is so relevant to lacrosse so I see it all the time but I think it's just like awesome to see to begin with like you have this kid who won like the Tuarton and then like won a national championship with Maryland then transferred Mm -hmm. and became like this D2 football star and you know you don't see a ton of D2 guys go and get yeah make it on NFL rosters even if it's just preseason and he's just lighting it up and I think it's fucking sick like he's just winning at life yeah I only know who he is because he's from Florida and we're like a year apart. So like, I kind of remember like that storyline of him a little bit, but I have been paying attention to him after I found out that he was a lacrosse player, but I love Desmond Ritter. And I think that he's going to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. And it's like, they connected on like a huge pass the other day. And I was like, holy Mm -hmm. shit, like this kid might have a chance at making this roster because like, they have like a lot of receivers that they carry, but it's like, there's obviously all of these issues with Calvin and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I think he has like a solid chance. Like, I think he's right on that cusp. I feel like they probably have enough room to carry maybe like six or seven receivers. And there's no reason that he couldn't be one, but it's like, whenever people cross over sports like this, like that's just so fun. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's the only preseason storyline of falling at all. And I'm like, I have zero interest in the Atlanta Falcons what the fuck would I have any interest in them for but I feel like my entire Twitter feed now is just all like you know how if you like engage with a certain topic enough then it just like Twitter starts showing you it It keeps Mm -hmm. showing me like Falcons like news websites to follow like all these reports I was like no I don't actually care about the fucking Falcons however yeah I do care if Jared Bernhardt actually makes the roster (laughs) Yeah, like, I think that that would be so fun. And it's like, I think that he's looked good enough to make the team. It's just, he, I think he's definitely gonna play this week. And mm-hmm. I think that they're, I I feel like they should target him to see what he's made of just because like, he's right on that cusp, I feel like, of making that, yeah. that roster. So it's an exciting storyline. Like, and especially like the fact that he is a crossover athlete, like I said, like, I just love stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's sick to see. yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw this. I feel like a lot of girls on sports Twitter were talking about it, but there was um, a father who took his son to the Browns preseason game this week. And he was told the dad was holding a sign that said, fuck them hoes. And the kid was holding a sign that said free Watson. I did see that. Yeah. Um, the internet kind of blew up about it as they should. And it's like, my kind of take on it was that it doesn't matter if you're on the wrong side of this argument, people like that 
make your argument automatically invalid. And it's like, it makes your argument look worse. And a lot of people on the internet were saying that, you know, child protective services should be called. And this poor kid obviously is probably being like, where's the mom? How is this guy having custody? You know, all of those like sorts of questions. But the positive, if there is any positive out of this, there's a woman on TikTok who's like kind of, she's like, that Drew Alfano girl kind of, but like more mm-hmm. political, I would say, and kind of like drags men on the internet. But she found out that this guy is like a former like WWE wrestler or I something. I saw that video. It yes, and he has, like, he has like a rap diss track that is like absolute garbage. Yeah. All of his social media accounts were gone in like two hours. Wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I just like, that's such bad like parenting no matter how you feel about the situation like how did someone let you leave a hospital with a life yeah that kid's being brainwashed I feel really bad for him yeah and it's like that's how this becomes cyclical in my opinion it's like you are very blatantly regardless of how you feel about the decision teaching your kid that it's okay to disrespect women in any way shape or form honestly like girls call each other like whatever they want and like obviously like terms of endearment and stuff in groups but it's like I don't think it's okay for you to call women who have come out and say that they were sexually assaulted hoes in any way shape or form no definitely not especially because this situation has caused like so much trauma to so many people because it's like not only is this happening to these victims but it's like now happening to the women of Cleveland as well Mm mm-hmm so I just like that story's obviously been circling but it's just like if you haven't seen it I just like I don't I don't understand the argument behind it whatsoever there is none um yeah couple college things before we get on to lacrosse I gotta say college football's back baby (laughs) war eagle it's week zero (laughs) um I am so excited that football is back every weekend until like February. Um, I'm probably going to cry a lot over the Auburn Tigers this year because they're going to suck, but here we are. Um, I did see that Hooters is now an NIL sponsor, which I think is fucking awesome. They found a couple of offensive linemen and struck a deal with them. And the fact that Hooters is like signing NIL deals is incredible. Didn't they sign one with John Daly's kid like a couple months ago? Yeah, the golfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now they're like in college football, which is like <laughs> if I can't think of a better position either. Like the fact that like offensive linemen have a deal with Hooters, like, and you can just be like, yeah, how many freaking chicken wings can you eat? Like, let's go. Like, that's awesome. Love that. Love Hooters. Oh heck yeah, fire alarms. I do love Hooters. Okay, you know what? People go to Hooters for like different reasons like I obviously if you don't love boobs you're a liar but Hooters actually has really good food they do have really good food especially the chicken wings I've never had a chicken wing with a bone on it oh I love love those really (laughs) really okay yeah okay what sauce do you get and are you like a drum or flat person I usually get buffalo drum Ooh, okay that's a spicy take I like that um I will do like the nugget things like you guys know I just started eating meat recently so it's like bones still kind of freak me out a little bit but they have bomb waffle fries 
do that. I, I actually think I have had them at one point. I'm a big waffle fry person. Waffle fries and curly fries do me in. Waffle fries are like the best form of potato. Yeah, I definitely have a potato hierarchy. <laughs> I actually <laughs> had this conversation there. less than a week ago about like I'm the like, best forms of potato. We had this conversation at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> curly fries from Arby's though are up there. I can't with the fucking music. I've never had Arby's, but... <laughs> Oh, I love Arby's. I'm such an Arby's person. Um, we definitely do have background music. You need to befriend your neighbor so you can be like, hi, I record a show at this time on this day. We're banking on the moving September 1st. Really? That would be dope. Are they actually? We don't know. We can't figure out who's, I know the people below us are moving. I don't even know, like, because I want that the fucking fire alarm keeps going off. And like, they have like mail piling up and we're like, is someone mm. like dead in that apartment? But then I saw them like last week, they were moving stuff in and out. I've never like actually seen the people in there. I was like, okay, they're moving shit. They're clearly leaving. Mm. I don't know. This whole building's weird. <laughs> Interesting. I hope that I have good neighbors next year. That's like my biggest fear. Um, my only other comment before I let you get into the NLL stuff, fucking Urban Meyer is back broadcasting college football on Fox. And of course it's fucking Fox. Yeah. Check though. I just I got into a war with like some dorks on Twitter the other day talking about how like he has expertise and it's like it's not like he's coaching and blah blah blah. I'm like, okay. Even if what happened with the Jags was all that ever happened, which was a lot, like he was very much like caught cheating on his wife with a minor. He was abusing players, not planning for games. But on top of that, he has a scandal with a guy beating his wife at home. He's known for treating players terribly, like the freaking massacre workouts at UF. Like, I don't, I don't feel like a whole lot of people have nice things to say about him. So like, this is a behavioral pattern at this point. We've gone in on this in the show in general, but it's like, my argument was that why do people who are shitty keep keep getting rewarded? Like Deshaun Watson getting the most guaranteed money ever. And it's like, I just don't understand why people like this keep getting rewarded and handed positions of power. Because even if your definition of a position of power isn't being an analyst on a large network, like that still is a position of power and it has a lot of leverage and a lot of recognition and a lot of influence. So it is a position of power in my opinion. And it's like, I just don't understand how you can abuse or enable abuse for so many people and still be handed something so prestigious when it's not like you are the only one qualified for this job. Also, he was unemployed for what? Like five fucking months, not even. (laughs) Not even. And it's like, people were like, you knew this was coming. And it's like, yeah, I guess I could have guessed that he would be back in football somewhere. But I kind of expected like what happened to Rick Pitino to kind of happen to him for him to have to go down you know start somewhere else maybe fake another heart attack who fucking knows but like I just it drives me insane that I now have to watch this guy on my fucking tv if I want to watch football mm-hmm. I'm just so sick of it I, I wish he'd block me on twitter already <laughs> I really do I've done everything to try get him to block me like that is my dream is to be blocked by urban meyer i'm thinking about just like tweeting him again hey fuck you (laughs) because i did that like in the jags second preseason game not the hall of fame game they played so well we had starters out there they looked good like 
the game was going really well. And I was like, dude, this is all Urban's fault. The play calling is beautiful. Like our starters look good. Like there is clearly progression here. And the fact that he took over it and we wound up being the worst team in the NFL again, I'm just like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Like actually. And I literally just tweeted, fuck you at coach Urban Meyer. And then I tweeted him all that bullshit last year when that stuff happened with that girl. And I'm like, can you just block me already? I'm tired of seeing your dumb face. (laughs) But I refuse to block him. So here we are. (laughs) Fair. Um, so that's all I have to say about the NFL. I feel like you have been an NLL free agency fiend. So let's chat. Yeah. So the big one last week, which I think this is definitely the highlight of NLL free agency. We talked about it a little last week, actually. So I was like, the big question is where's, especially Curtis Dixon going and then where's Kevin Crowley going? Curtis Dixon and Kevin Crowley are both going to the San Diego Seals, which is fucking insane. They have to make a trade, I would think, because they are so stacked. There is no way yeah. all those guys, like, it's with so much talent, too. Like, I feel like Mac O'Keefe maybe is going to get moved, because especially that left side is just, like, overflowing. But yeah, it was crazy just to see Curtis Dixon, especially, I think. I know um, Christian Del Bianco, he's the goalie for the Calgary Roughnecks. Obviously, Dixon played there for 11 years. No one really knew where he's going to end up, and... Christian Delmiago had some like funny ass tweets that he was like I hope it sucks like I hope it rains in San Diego (laughs) all this stuff yeah but I'm happy for him he deserves it which he does like he's been one of the best players now for like years consistently Kevin Crowley obviously was such a huge part of that Philadelphia Wings team they're just getting so much talent yeah I'm interested to see what he does for the face-off because obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, faceoff isn't as important in NLL as it is in PLL. But just that, like, San Diego offense is scary. Like, they are a scary group. And they were a title were favorite last this year. year. Yeah, they were a title yeah, favorite and- this year. And then they are probably going to be, if not number one, definitely number two favorite next year. Yeah, they have to be. Like, they they were so good last year, and they're getting that much better to the point where, like, I – this is my second year being into the NLL and it's like the crossover between PLL and NLL is obviously different. And I feel like there's a lot of guys who are making that transition this year. So it might be a little bit different, but it's like, I, I just don't understand how you get that much better and don't go into the season as a favorite. Yeah. Especially because I feel like they did the first half of the season last year, they were so strong. Like they were just beating the wheels off of everyone they're playing. Then they kind of came to life that second half of the season. I also feel like the Western division, which sounds crazy to say because the Mammoth ended up winning everything. It was a lot less, I don't want to say competitive because it was still competitive, but I think there was a big margin between the top three teams and the top, like, and the bottom two teams in the West. Whereas with the East, like, you have, like, Halifax, Toronto, like, Georgia was making a run, like, there's just like the riptide like yeah they weren't going to go to the playoffs but they're getting better like everything in the east was just like very tight like you could not really predict those games as well whereas the west we kind of saw like vancouver fell off um panther city i'm very interested to see what their season's going to look like yeah but now that you're also getting vegas out there too it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the west plays out there but i definitely you'd be insane to say that San Diego is not a title favorite going into next year. I, I am all in on the Riptide and the Desert Dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, big Desert Dogs gal. Well, kind of uh, going off of, so last week I said, 
oh, Rob Hellier, he's one of the guys on the Toronto Rock. You know, they added Corey Small from Philadelphia. I'm like, oh, Small's going to compliment Hellier and Tom Shriver so well in Toronto. Rob Hellier got traded to Vegas for two first-round picks. I think that's a great trade for them. I think, like, you kind of need that, especially in your expansion year, to make that one big trade. Like, yeah, yeah. he's not Tom Shriver, but Rob Hellier is consistently fantastic. Like, him and Shriver had a great two-man game going. And I think he can also bring kind of a leadership to that Desert Dogs team. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. Um, speaking kind of also of the Riptide, they traded, I feel, honestly, I feel bad, I would like to say, for Kieran McArdle, because he was someone that liked to go under the radar so much. And I was like, oh, he's so slept on, like all this stuff. And I wrote that story and I was like, I kind of feel like a dick because now it's just like everyone's like, oh, he's not underrated, he's overrated, like all this stuff. And now in the NLL, he just got traded from the Riptide to the Firewolves. It was like, this poor man cannot stay out of the headlines. <laughs> yeah, but especially because he doesn't huge. seem like a headline kind of guy yeah. at all. Which, that's a huge gap for the Firewolves, but also a huge gap for... So they got Riley O'Connor and a fourth overall pick back. I think Riley O'Connor and... McCardle and T play so well together. I think T and O'Connor are going to play even better together. I think this is a great trade-off. And I think the Firewolves had a disappointing offseason so far because they've already lost two big names in um, Joe Rosateritz and Banesh. And they just, like, they did make it in the playoffs, but they, no one really expected them to make this huge run. I think it's going to be good for them to have McCardle. And I know they made a couple other trades. I don't think they're done this offseason. They definitely have more work to do. And now they have a lot in the first round of the draft. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, I saw someone tweeting us about Jeff Teets, like P-O-L N-L-L crossover. <laughs> and I was just very confused. Oh, he was joking. He was joking. <laughs> okay. I was like very, I like, I'm glad you took the reins on that one because I was just like, what is this kid? Is it like, what is this? Well, he was joking because I know that kid and I knew he was joking, but then someone responded and I think they didn't know it was a joke and the Jeff T played box across growing up. Like he is way more experienced with box than even is in field. Like, well, well, like that's the joke. That was the joke. I like didn't even know how to respond because I don't know him. And I was like, does this kid not know? <laughs> no, he was joking. He already... <laughs> I was like, how do you think that Sarah and I like got into this place about this? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Um, anyways, continue. So uh, Saskatchewan had a couple moves. Well, Saskatchewan, they re-signed Kyle Rubich. He's a defender. Um, That's a big one. But they had, so they knew Chris Corville was leaving Saskatchewan. He's played there for years now. He was their captain. He signed to go to Toronto for three years. I, I know he's from Toronto. He grew up a Toronto Rock fan. And he said that's where he wants to finish off his career. Which I'm like, good for him. You know, it's not like he like, sideline this rush or anything like he told them this was his last season with them like everyone knew that going into it mm-hmm. but still I'm like that's just so weird to see like especially like a guy who's been in the same uniform for so long go yeah. It's like yeah it makes sense he's going home that's where his family is and stuff like it takes total sense but just wild but good for him yeah here for it and Last couple things, just NL draft is September 10th. We'll definitely have Mackie on for that. I feel like yeah. she is an yeah, expert definitely. on that stuff. I don't know. I love Mackie. 
like young prospects where she's like working with them every day. So she could be our expert for that. Yeah, we, I'm going to write that down in my notes right now while you close this out. Yeah. And then the last thing, it's not directly NLL related, but if anyone's looking to get into box across the Minto cup, that's like junior lacrosse and junior box across in Canada. It's like a very big thing. It's one of like the oldest trophies in Canadian sports. It's streaming on YouTube. You can watch it. I've watched a couple of games. It's super exciting. It's a lot of kids that are going to be in the NLL draft and probably will play one day. You know, it's just like cool to see like these like young kids, like the Minto cup. So like important and special to them that like, they really are just playing with everything they fucking got. It's cool to see. So if anyone's interested in that, that's going on. Cool, cool, cool. Um, PLL in Seattle. I only watched two games. I also have some best dressed comments. Um, do you want to talk about the canon season first? Yeah, we can start off with that. Okay. How do you how you feel? I mean, it was kind of what we all expected. It wasn't that game in particular. I wasn't super upset about. No one knew Colin Curse was starting in net. Great game. I thought that was great. Yeah. I wrote, I was like, I feel like this whole That's the season, best game they played all year. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote. I was like, the Canons had not been able to play a full 48-minute game all season. That was the best game they had played. Like, yeah, that third quarter, like, the Whip Snakes were on that five-goal run. It's the Whip Snakes offense. You're not going to be able to contain yeah. them forever. Against like, the Whips? I was yeah. like, this is a dub. Way to go out. I'm like, Colin Kurtz in his pro debut shut them out in the first quarter in the fourth quarter. Only two other goalies this season, it was uh, actually both Water Dogs goalies, Matt Luca and Dylan Ward, have had even one scoreless court, like holding the Whip Stakes to scoreless. And he did it twice in one game in his fucking pro debut. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I people were was so talking, impressed. Yeah, I thought he played an amazing game. You know, people were like, oh, why would Sean Kirk do this in this do or die game? I do think maybe you should have made like that, like given him a start three or four weeks ago, to be honest. I don't think Nick Morocco's played poorly. I think the defense in front of him were not doing any favors. He had the most saves in the league. Like, he was seeing more shots than anyone in this league. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, so, like, that's not fair to him. I think he's done a fine job with the position he was put in. But I do think kind of like we saw Brett Dobson get the start, actually, also against the Whip Snakes for the Archers. And, like, the Archers weren't clinched up yet at that point. But they're like, all right, let's see what this kid can get. Like, just build his confidence a little bit and show him, like, you're not going to be in the shadows forever. And I think mm-hmm. it was good to give Colin Curse this start. I do wish they were, did it maybe a few weeks ago. Like, maybe that would change things. I also think this was the best game that the Cannons defense, especially their short stick D-Middies, played. I don't know if yeah. they had any. Like, obviously, it was a different combination thing. Like, one, you're playing for your playoff lives. But then two, you also know, like, okay, this is a rookie. He has no experience. He's up against the number one team. But I thought he was very confident in that. Like, he definitely had some issues with the, like, long-distance range shots. But that's normal. Like, any, like, shots on the doorstep, like, he was really good from the inside, I thought. Like, he looked really solid. Yeah, like, I don't think that that's a game to hang your head on at all. Like, you guys were the worst team in the league trying to make the postseason against the best team in the league. And you fucking held them for half the game. Mm-hmm. And I, it honestly, to me, it felt like when the Jags were playing the Bills last season, the only difference was that the Jags actually won that game. But I think the Cannons almost, they didn't, I mean, when you've let that many goals in without scoring, like, obviously that's an issue, but had that not happened, I think that they deserved that win. 
Yeah, they came off in the first half. Which, yeah, it's been the story a lot of years. Like, never is an issue with them for, like, coming out hot. Like, I think a lot of times we have seen the cans come out hot, and then it's that second half to just stay deflated. But, yeah, again, like you said, that third quarter wasn't great, but it's the whip stakes. You're not going to be able to hold them out for that long to have two scoreless quarters. And then they closed down that fourth quarter. Like, yes, I definitely think Pierce, especially in the last few minutes, bailed them out big time. But you saw, like, they were playing hard, like, offense and defense. Like, in the fourth quarter, a lot of times this season, I feel like we saw Lyle all of a sudden, like, not being one because defenses have kind of figured him out a little bit as much as you can figure out how to defend Lyle Thompson. But like he had the ball a decent amount of times, you know, he's taking the shots. It's just the Whipsons defense is so hard to me. Kyle Burnlor wasn't playing his best game, but it's still most likely the goaltender of the year in there. Like that was no game to be ashamed of. And it was a good glass game for Brody Merrill who played in his 200th game. That's the most pro field. I saw that. that Yeah. Ever played. And he tied the all-time field ground ball record with Greg Gurelian. And, like, Greg is a face-off guy. <laughs> so, he like, beat it, didn't he? No, he tied it. Mm. But what you call it? So, obviously, if you're a face-off guy, you're seeing way more ground balls. And, yeah, Brody Merrill's a long stick midi. So he's is on the wings there, but still, you're not seeing near as many ground balls. Spogo. So to tie that record is fucking insane. And I did see on the broadcast, like they had the stats that showed up and the next closest person is like hundreds away. Oh yeah. Like so far down. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of sick. Like, I think that, I mean, like as much as it sucks for like their players and stuff like that to be the one team that's not in the postseason, like there are worse ways to go out. Yeah. And Someone did ask in the post game. I wasn't going to be the one to ask him. Like, I feel like this isn't the time to ask this question, but I knew someone would. They asked Brody Merrill, like, are you going to come back next year? Or are you retiring? He's like, mm. I need some time to think, which it sounds like he's coming back with the seals in the NLL. But I think it also probably depends because, you know, he didn't even play these first few games for the Cans because he's coming off the seal season and he is older. Like he's 40. Like you can't just go straight from playing NLL to, okay, now I'm going to hop across the country and go play PLL with all these like 20 year olds <laughs> yes I think it yes. probably will have something to do depending on that and he has like kids <laughs> I think people forget that like that's a grown-ass man with the whole family like <laughs> he should just play for one game and then beat the record and leave <laughs> that's what I would fuck I'd be like I'm tired but I want to beat the record <laughs> yeah that's exact that's exactly what I would do that is my level of petty yeah, it's um, not just slowing down though either. Cause like he had four ground balls in that game. Then he had six the game before against the Chrome. And I think it was, it was Michael Earhart. Cause obviously like the long stick midfielder award is literally called the Brody Merrill award. <laughs> like Michael Earhart's the only person that won it. And he's playing like Brody Merrill's playing for his playoff live against the fucking guy who wins the award named after him. Like that's insane. But yep. then, sorry, I do have a couple more cannons things. You're fine. About their okay. Um, I was looking into just what is ahead for them in their off season. They have a lot of free agents. Um, Brody Merrill's one, but then also it's like Chris Eslanian, who they didn't even add to the roster up until like three or four weeks ago now. I think that should be their top priority of who they need to resign. I thought he made a big impact for them that they needed yeah. on the offense. Then they also have Mark Cockerton, 
who was, I think he was out at the same time as Chris Islanian. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him back. I think the cannons, like, I don't know if he would be top priority. He is a good goal scorer, which like they need just like a pure goal scoring guy. Um, Tim Edwards, Nick Morocco. I would think they bring back Nick Morocco. I don't know why you wouldn't like Jack Curse is yeah. your future, but he still doesn't have a ton of experience. I think it's probably going to be similar to the archers deal going on. And then Andrew Newbold and Ryan Tierney. Like I said, I think Chris Wanian's your top priority there. Just you really think awesome. that? Out of those names, yeah. Hmm. See, I didn't know if he was, I was kind of, I mean, obviously you know more than I do, but I just wasn't sure if he was going to be a priority. I think out of just the actual, like, cause I don't really count Brody Merrill in that just because he's like, he's a better, like no one's going to hold him to anything. Nick Morocco, I, I don't know. It's tough to say. I think he is a priority, but like speaking strictly in terms of like offensive and defensive guys, I think out of Cockerton, Edwards, Newbold and Tierney, I think Ryan Tierney made a good case for himself too. But I think Chris Islanian, he has a much smaller sample size than Tierney, but I think he was a really good fit for this Cannons roster. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. And then it also doesn't help that they traded away their first round pick to the Atlas for 2023. Yeah. I wish to God they didn't fucking do that. Granted, that pick turned into Bubba Fairman, who I think has also been really good for the Cannons. He's been a great fit. And Colin Curse. that's what that first round pick ended up being. But at the end of the day, yeah. you gave away a first round pick. And it's not like yeah. these are guys, like, not that I'm saying Bob Fairman needs to start scoring like 20 goals or anything. Like, that's not him. He's a defensive, like, midfielder. But I just hate that they made that trade. And I think you could have probably gotten Bubba lower. <laughs> you think? If that's what you're so inclined. Uh, you might have lost out to, I'm trying to remember what the order of the draft was in round two. But I think he could have maybe fallen to round three. I, I don't know why I thought he was a first round pick. Some people had him projected there. I just like, I feel like for the first round, I'm like mainly just looking at like, okay, either you're like a crazy offensive midfielder, you're a crazy attackman, or you're some like defender like JT Giles Harris. Like that's someone I would take in the first round. I'm like the yeah. like short sixty midi guys, like those. I'm like okay, more maybe second round, like first pick in the second round, that type of deal. But yeah, and then I also just had a couple unsung heroes in the Canon season. I think Ryan Drenner has consistently produced in his whole pro career. But he's just a very like quiet, understated person. But like he put up twenty points this season, with seventeen goals, and he has some of the most timely goals I've ever seen. Like that guy was always coming in the fucking clutch. So yeah. him. Asher thing, obviously, I think he's been overshadowed in the rookie campaign just because you have guys like Nick Turner and Wisnowskis, but yeah. he put up 23 points with, like, 14 goals, 9 assists. He was playing with Lyle like it was no one's business. And then Jonathan Donville, another rookie, I wish they got in him sooner in the season. Obviously, he started off with the chaos, but I thought he was also a really good fit on that offense. So I think, like – Who's your vote? I'm not allowed to say. Mm. fair fair but after the awards come out I'm allowed to talk about it okay so we'll do we'll do an award show you know kind of situation I I think and I'm saying this because we are unbiased queens (laughs) I feel like mine would be Brendan Nickturn also there's a highlighter on my hat (laughs) packing (laughs) 
But yeah, I think that he would be my pick. Like he kind of like ripped it up. Yeah, he seems to be the top contender, which really? makes fucking sense. Yeah. Good. That's exciting. All right. Any other thoughts? No, that's about it for all my canon thoughts. They're gonna have an interesting off season. Give us a lot to talk about for sure. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they'll uh, be better next year. I will hold my breath. um I'm glad that you put some best dressed thoughts in here because I had the exact same thoughts Sarah put that the woods are the best dressed team and they absolutely that was literally what I was going to add to our notes was that I don't really give everyone else I'm just so bored by riders like scroll through of his outfits I was obsessed (laughs) with and usually I'm an air max kind of girl but these slap yeah he has great outfits consistently miles has great outfits charlie bertrand i put in there as one of my best dress because he had a sick Jimi hendrix shirt which i like yeah and i also put did you see andy towers no <laughs> i think i have a screenshot i just love i i really wish like i'm a chrome fan obviously because the woods are so popular you're fucking kidding how did I not see this I will talk about this in a minute with my thoughts about the postseason I am so obsessed with him it is such an issue the only thing I will say about the wood swag this year is that like last year we know that where Sergio Perkovic stands on here. Usually he is so well-dressed. Like last season, I was like, he slays. I was kind of bored this year, but outside, I mean, and he still dresses well. Me being bored with Perk is like still him dressing to the nines. Plus you had Nakai step up. He also is another one that came with A yes. plus fit every week. My winner of the season for best dressed is just the entire Woods team and every, it, they're here and everyone else is like on the floor. I'm like the only other guy I would give an honorable mention to is Kobe Smith on the Atlas. Yes. Another yes. consistently always good, always very well dressed. And Paul Rabel. Yeah. <laughs> Paul slays. He really does. But like, that's, I think that that's the re I mean, and that's the thing too, is like, I guess that like, I could add Connor Farrell to my best dress just because he gives so little of a shit that it's like, honestly, <laughs> awesome. The flip-flops on the red carpet fucking send me to this day. <laughs> oh, Andy. <laughs> so yeah, those are our best dress thoughts, unless you have any others. The Woods, the Woods take the season though. They really do. Yeah, they do. They do. Easily. Yeah. Like blue Miles everyone else Jones. out of the water. I actually I'm gonna go through writer's post. I think that honestly he might be my favorite player right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I think overall he's my favorite player. Yeah, I think that he's my favorite player in the PLL right now. I can respect that like, one. Okay. He's a big dunks guy though. Loves his dunks. Yeah, I like this was a good one. I know this was a good one. Mm -hmm. No, no, I meant like the shoes. Oh, I was like Duncan. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, but like, yeah, like he has swag. I, I think he's my favorite player. I think he is. Love that. I'm a writer, Garnsey Stan, and he's just (laughs) so electric to watch. Like, I, I saw 
oh I was kind of laughing because the broadcast was like writer doing writer things or whatever and the account like tweeted the same thing he's just like I don't know he's I like guys who not only play well but also have character off the field like those are always my favorite types of people See, he's definitely my favorite goal scorer. I think it was Joe Keegan said, like, there is no one Ryder Carnegie goal that is the same as one before. Like, every single one's different. Every, like, just so much creativity. It's sick to watch. Yeah, I'm a big Ryder fan. Yeah, I, w- I can confidently say that I think that he is my favorite player in the PLL right now. Oh, yeah. So, the postseason is starting. The Whips obviously have the bye. I think that I might just rip my heart out of my chest and sacrifice it to the PLL because the Chrome and the Chaos are playing each other. And it's like, I don't really care about anybody other than Andy and Blaze. And it's really that I care about Blaze's girlfriend. <laughs> like, I love Blaze, don't get me wrong. But like, we're just so obsessed with his girlfriend. We see this. <laughs> but it's like, I just would rip my heart out for Andy Towers. And this is, I don't even know if I can watch this game because I'm just going to have a panic attack. Like, I'm going to face in my room. That's how I feel with the Atlas Water Dogs game. Like, I just, oh, yeah, true. Uh, okay, well, I mean, I I feel like you're probably cheering for the chaos in the other matchup, though. In Chrome Chaos? Yeah, yeah I'd probably go Chaos, which, uh, yeah, I go just for Andy and Blade's girlfriend, I'd go Chaos. I'm like, even though they took the last playoff spot from the Cannons. I'd have to go chaos. Okay. I don't think they're going to win. And I'm obviously picking the Chrome because I'm a Chrome fan, but I won't be disappointed. Yeah. Like if I were to lose to anyone, I wanted to be Andy Towers. Okay. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. I agree with that. If I were a Chrome fan, I would be like, well, I'm losing Andy Towers. But yeah, I, I do think the Chrome will win that game. Yeah. They should fucking hope they win that game. (laughs) Yeah. So those are kind of my pick. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think we should, should we just do like a, pre- I mean, I'm moving next week. I don't know if we want to do a preview early. If you want to have like Mackie on to do NLL stuff. Do we want to make picks now? Oh, we can do picks next week. So I feel like I want to wait till your like injury report too and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only comment I have to say, if that's what we want to do. Archers, Woods, Atlas, Water Dogs. Like, I feel like, there's a lot of ways the postseason could have gone, but without getting too far into it, like I feel like this is like the most even type of matchup we could have gotten across the board. True. Yeah. I like because we were going to pick like what games we're doing for recaps for work. And I like wanted so I was like, oh, I'll take Atlas Water. I was like, I have way too much. I'm like, I'm not saying biased, but I just love both those teams so much. I cannot accurately cover that game. So I took Archer's Redwoods. That Atlas Water Dogs game is going to rip my heart out. I was like, I hate the thought that one of these teams is going to eliminate the other one so fucking much. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I, that's how I feel about the Chrome Chaos game, but we can do this all next week. Um, Fate of a Sport premieres Monday. That's exciting. Um, I don't know. We could watch it together. Yeah, I would say I'll be around. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything crazy on Monday as long as I'm in a good enough place packing. Let's do it. Yeah. It's on ESPN Plus. Where is it premiering? I think it's just like on ESPN Plus that you can watch it like on demand type deal. 
yeah all right let's do it we could live tweet it that'd be fun hell yeah maybe have like a watch party um only other pll thoughts pll trophy designed by tiffany i like this i think it's a very aesthetically pleasing trophy i just hate when like you can't drink out of a trophy <laughs> yes i agree with that too like i think it's pretty but i'm like it's also kind of small i'm like it's definitely an upgrade from the trophy last year which granted like every single year the trophy's been broken this one i'm sure someone will find a way to break it but i'm like to have the fun of it getting a drink out of it it's like super fucking cool. Like it's such a nice looking trophy, but I don't know. That's just, I love when people can drink out of it and people are like, you can't drink out of like, the only like major league like sport that you can drink out of is like the Stanley Cup. Like, and Stanley Cup is the best trophy in sports. Best trophy. So, it is. It's beautiful and it's fucking Tiffany. I wonder what the like value of it is. I'm going to look it up. Well, I saw someone like tweet there. Like, I can't remember who it was, but it was like, PLL players breaking the trophy this year then that guy like I am never going to financially recover <laughs> I don't know how much it's worth well we made fun of the trophy last year yeah it was like a fucking vase <laughs> yeah we like definitely shit on the trophy last year I think that this is by far an upgrade it's a fucking Tiffany trophy mm-hmm. which is sick but I do agree with you that the best trophies in sports you should be able to drink a beer out of yeah, that was my only, like, one, like, and of course, that was my first thought, too, which I'm like, this is a beautiful trophy, like, this is so gorgeous, but I was like, can't drink out of that, though. <laughs> I also just feel like Paul would go with Tiffany. <laughs> like, that's, like, my first thought wasn't even, like, oh, it's beautiful, I would just be like, I was literally just like, he would. <laughs> like, that was my first thought. I was just like, yeah, checks out. <laughs> Um, all right. Is that it for PLL? I think so. Um, NHL thoughts. We, yes. I'm glad you added this to our notes. Rest in peace to Ben Stelter. It's Stetler, right? I think Stelter. Ben Stelter. Mm, sad, sad day in sports. Like he, yeah. Sad. I forgot to mention that last week, but yeah, rest in peace to him. Thoughts to his family just a sad story I mean he had such an influence in such a short amount like everyone knows who he is like especially like I don't know I feel like the Oilers are definitely going to do it right and celebrate him this season in some yeah, way it was nice to. to see like McDavid and Dreisaitl like come out and make posts and stuff yeah but yeah a lot of people that's did so sad yeah agree thoughts and prayers to his family my only other NHL thing I wanted to say was Sarah Nurse and Trevor Zegris are on the NHL cover. And I think that this is awesome. I think it's really cool. I think it's fitting. Not only do you have a woman, but you have a young star. You have an, a woman of color, which is also awesome. Like, I thought that this was sick, but the comments on the post also made me sick. Oh, I didn't even read them. I just figured oh. it was not worth reading. <laughs> People just suck, man. Like, why do you give a fuck that there's a girl on the cover? Like, just shut up. Like, wh- why? Why do you care? That's why. Usually, like, any stuff like that, I'm like, I'm just going to save my piece and not even look at the cover. It was like, then also, I'm like, an- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, all the people I follow, like, you know, like, we all follow the right type of people on Twitter. So I never actually see any, like, 
negative reactions to these type of things it's just everyone like this is sick like it's awesome like deserve to stare yeah. nurse, like all this stuff i'm like sick keep going i saw it on instagram like they just kept scrolling i was like i don't even want to know <laughs> it's I'm like in an 10 year olds yeah i'm in an nhl group chat and like people were sending some of the comments back and forth and i like quickly glanced at them and they just made me so sick to the point where like i just like what like do people not have anything better to do with their time it's literally just like 12 year old boys <laughs> it is and it's like that's even more scary to be honest mm. it's like not even people who are like 55 and like generationally prejudiced like you're just either being raised by a piece of shit or like are because you think it's fucking entertaining and I don't know yeah. what's worse yeah so that's that um as we close out our show I don't have a pop culture segment this week oh actually yes I do I must talk about Scott Disick again rolled his car he did rolled his Rolls Royce yikes yeah I don't know yeah something's going on with Scott Disick I didn't see that yeah rolled his Rolls Royce he had like very minor injuries but it was after a date nobody said if there was like drugs or alcohol involved but I did see the car I don't know he's he scares me man yeah someone really needs to check it on him help him um your pop culture segment I don't know who these people are oh so Sarah Hyland she's on Modern Family um Wells Adams he was on The Bachelor they have been engaged for like years. I remember now. him. Yeah. They've yeah, been engaged okay. for like years now, but they're like the cutest fucking couple. I love them. Like he has a podcast and stuff that I, I remember to. him. He's so sweet and he's like obsessed with her. Sarah Highland's gone through some shit. Like she's in an abusive mm. relationship with uh, one of her former, not on Modern Family. It was like some like Disney movie or something. And it okay. like came public, like all this stuff. Like she's gone through some shit. And mm. her and Wells, they've been engaged now, I think, since before COVID. So it's just kind of been a long-term engagement. And she just looks, like, stunning. It looked so happy. Ooh. A bunch of the modern family cast was there. Like, some of them are in the wedding. Um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, he plays um, he's plays her uncle on Modern Family. His name's Mitch in the show. And he officiated it. Cute. And it was so cute. It just it made my heart so happy. And I've been... That is cute. every bit of that content it is so wholesome and I love them so much yeah I've never seen Modern Family but I remember Wells season of The Bachelorette was like one of the two seasons that I watched mm-hmm. and I did love him he was very He's cute so and quirky sweet. and sweet yeah I did I did like him he was very cute I love that kind of crossover yeah and you should listen. He is his podcast is so like he's just so cute, and he's like obsessed with her, like so obsessed with her. Ugh, I just love what's them. his pod about? It's just like kind of a life type thing. Like he does do a lot of bachelor talk, but it's not just that. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, tea party segment. I don't know if you saw this, but Tom Brady missed like I think like 10 days of training camp and there was like all of these like rumors and speculation about like what he was doing where he was like after it came out that like his family was fine it was just something that he was doing like people were like okay was he on the masked singer like what is he doing (laughs) turns out that he was like in the Caribbean with Giselle checks out yeah and like there's been like such a divide in the media between like you know 
Tom Brady is the only one who can get away with this. Like, why, if like someone else did this, would it be a big deal? And then the people who are like, he's fucking Tom Brady, like it's training camp, it's fine. Like he doesn't need to be there. Like he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And it's like, I see both sides. And I know like as a member of the media, the like number one thing you're supposed to do is have a take. Like whether it's, you know, right or wrong, semi right or wrong, like have a take, stick to your guns. I truly don't have a take about this. But it's like, I understand he's Tom Brady and he can do whatever he wants and like, good for him. I do appreciate the power dynamic of their relationship where it's like, he's fucking Tom Brady, but like, he still is willing to like do things for his wife that matter. And like, she puts her foot down and he's still like, yes, ma'am sort of situation. Like, I do Mm -hmm. appreciate like that they have that like dynamic together. But at the same time, like you're a professional athlete, you sign up for half the year to be at your job and to work. And it's like, you- may have like a group of vets around you on the box, but like you still are supposed to be building chemistry and be there for your teammates and be there for the reps. And like, if anything, like you're a voice of reason and like, you, like that matters to me. Like, you know, when your season is and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's Tom Brady. He's spending time with his family, like cool, whatever. But that is a position of privilege. And I do feel like he kind of exploited it a little bit. See, I'm just so like, if he's Tom Brady, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. But then also- I feel like there is kind of that sentiment that he's running the show over there anyways. So I'm like, who the fuck's going to like hold it to him regardless? So that's why I'm just no. like, Yeah. And I totally get that. Like he can do whatever he wants, but I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. Fuck it. Not my problem. Not my circus. Whatever. Um, what is your tea party segment? Um, so we talked about this last week with Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. Things have gotten, like, they're escalating. Because so more stuff has come out. And now people are like, Olivia Wilde did not pay Florence as much as she paid Harry. And then she got, like, someone asked her about that. And I, like, said this to you. I was like, this is the biggest non-answer I've ever seen. She didn't, like, straight be like, no, that's not true. Like, they both got paid the same amount. She was like, I have been fighting for equality of like whatever, but didn't answer the question. And then like on top of all that, like she's taking all this shit and then Harry did an interview and people were like asking him about um, like, how do you, which this was shitty of Harry, but also I don't want, like the sound like me not being like, oh, girls supporting girls, whatever. We said it last week, you know, when you're dating Harry Styles, who he is, okay? That is not a man you marry. That's not a man you leave Jason Sudeikis or anyone that's the father of your children for because you want to live out yeah. fucking fantasy. <laughs> so he like basically said after like Olivia Wilde's been getting dragged through the fucking mud for months now, he was like, it was something about his sexuality. He was like, because someone was like, we've never seen you with a man in public. I saw like, this. It's just women. I know what yeah. happened. And he was like, yeah, like, that's not true. Like, I just like keep everything private. He's like, none of my relationships are public. And said that right after Olivia's like been putting herself out there, like, I'm risking all of this for my relationship, like all of a sudden, and then he doesn't publicly claim her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw this because like, obviously I'm a member of the Alphabet Mafia community And there's been like a lot of outrage over the fact that he's like doing this like movie where he's like a gay cop in like the 1950s and like stuff like that. And the interviewer asked him about like something about like the sensuality of 
um, the like role that he's playing. And he was like speaking about it and stuff like that when he's never actually publicly claimed to be gay or bi and all of his relationships that have been public have been with women. And it's mm-hmm. like, how are you going to speak for a community that you won't even claim? Yeah. Yeah. There's and, a whole thing going on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to put that in here too, but it's like, I totally get that side of it, but also like as a community, why are we bullying someone to come out that isn't ready to do that? Like we've all been there. Like every single member of like the LGBTQ plus like community has like experienced that at some point. And it's like, yeah, Harry's like a little fruity. Like we all know that he's made that very clear. Like we don't know to what extent, but it's like, let's not bully someone into coming out if they're speaking like their truth, even if it is in this way. Yeah, I'm like, again, it's not like I have any experience like personally with this, but I'm like, I feel like it's just different for everyone, especially when you're someone of that notoriety where- yeah. you're an international star like I don't know your I household like name no one's in his shoes that can be like well this is what I would do in this situation like it's so easy why can't you just come out and say this and so I'm like yeah. okay like I do understand from just from outside looking in why that probably frustrates some people to see then I'm like okay but it's also like it's different for everyone and then just Same. in turn Olivia Wilde comes out and looks like a fucking idiot <laughs> yeah we said this last week, but the more and more time goes on, the more I'm just like anti her, but also kind of, and I hate to say this because I'm the biggest Harry stan of all time, but I'm kind of like, girly pop, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm like, I've accepted Harry at the end of the day, like probably isn't like, I think he's a very kind, genuine person that he like, I totally think he is a good person, but I'm like, I don't think he's someone that anyone should be like dating or like, oh, like. I think he just I, wants I, to I fuck. Like, yeah, and that's fucking fine. But and I, I don't like, blame him. If you're going to put off the front that like, but that's the other thing. He doesn't put off a front that he's like this like husband material. He makes it as clear in like the classiest way possible. Like I like to have sex with anyone. With anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, Good for him. Olivia Gurley. You are looking so foolish. Yep. Agree. Go take um, care of your kids. Yes. Also, why would you leave Jason Sudeikis? The more and more this goes on, the more I'm like, I'm on your, I'm on team Jason. I tweeted at Jason Sudeikis yesterday. I was like, I would never do that to you. Also, I'm single. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to go retweet it. Um, Tweets of the week. What do you have while I pull ours up? I'm like, I need to pull mine up. It was from Big John, who is back and better than ever. He's been on a roll lately. I love him. <laughs> I love, I, hate him. <laughs> I tweeted, I actually have three tweets from him. All from the same day, actually. One, I tweeted, at what age you stop running through sprinklers? Because I ran through, through, ran through three of them on my run now, solely because I can't resist the urge ever. First, he quoted it and said, if anyone has security cam footage, DM me, please. Cantaloupe emojis. Then quoted again and said, were you wearing a white shirt? <laughs> I didn't answer. But then I tweeted, this is during the cannons game, obviously. Oh, no, I'm feeling delusionally optimistic about the cannons. I retweeted <laughs> and that. It and goes, me thinking I have a shot with you. <laughs> oh, no. I thought that was I actually retweeted that one I was like all right that's fucking 
That's a good one. I need to know who he is. I want to know him so bad. <laughs> we love you, Big hilarious. John. No, I'm looking at his um, replies right now. And when you tweeted it, like, rip at SKG, he replied, no, please tell me this is a joke. <laughs> I just don't understand how a random stranger is just so obsessed with I mean, we all, like, anyone in media has one, but, like, he is, like, dedicated to the bit. (laughs) Which I thought was Anthony at first. It's literally just boobs. (laughs) It's awesome. I'm into it. The melon emojis really send me. They really do. They're always funny. Always get a laugh. Um, My tweet of the week is, I posted one of those clips of Steph on the show last week. Mm-hmm. And this guy named Dallas decided to fucking go to war with everyone. But how it started was he commented on our video that I posted and he goes, I see hot girls who have no children of their own and can spew shit out of their mouths as needed to get clicks. Good luck after you have children. Some dude will eventually <laughs> knock you up. And I quote tweeted it and I said, shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, he like kept going. He was like very mature response there. And I was like, says the guy who feels the need to comment on what I do with my body and my time, LMFAO. And then he started fighting with like everyone in our comments about it. And I, I, was I don't just know like, how I didn't see any of this. Yeah, yeah. It was like, he like fucking decided to fight with people like hardcore. But I was just like, shut up, bitch. And like, why would, why do you feel, and then you want to get mad and talk about how I'm immature when you're talking about someone impregnating me that I don't even want to, like, I don't want kids. Like nobody is going to knock me up. Like talk good luck after I have children. What the fuck does that even have to do with this video? You weirdo. Men are so weird. (laughs) They're so odd. Yeah, and then you're going to get mad at me because I tell you to shut up because you're talking about someone penetrating me against my will. <laughs> shut the fuck up, you fucking weirdo. Ew. Why? Like, why do you, like, just, like, keep scrolling. Seriously, people just love to be angry about anything. Like, no bitches? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Also, fucking weird comment. Like, why is that the first thing you think about? Is super bizarre. Also, like, the thing is, is that I am well aware of what I am putting on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, I put Mm. that there. Not only did I say it, but I put that there. And it's like, if that's the biggest issue that I have, if I have a kid, I think I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'd say so. Me consensually talking about having sex the way that I want to and how I want to, I'd say that's kind of a dub and like a positive influence. Yeah. So slay. Goodbye, Dallas, whatever <laughs> fucking freak. Um, closing thoughts. Do you have any? I have two. I want to say congrats to Mike Rabel on his baby. Yes. That congrats. is so fun. So cute. Congratulations, Mike. And then, like I said earlier, this is kind of like a closing of a chapter. This is my last show with us in this house. Second time I'm doing this. I've had two last shows in two different houses for us now, which is crazy to say. 
Um, so enjoy this background. This is it. See you ladies. We're out of here. Um, yeah. All right. Love you guys. Keep sipping y'all and we'll see you next week. Looking like you just graduated. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss. I just had to say, I know you got the sauce. No potato bread. All right, sis. Knock him out. Mike Tyson. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. But you priceless. Superwoman, no sidekick. Dress game like science. Girl, you all plus, no minus. Wake up in the morning, check the time, and then the vibes move. Peanut butter curves with jelly above the thigh. Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice. That's the truth. Only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze to cue. I can tell you new, and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute. Cause they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city. Every town, every borough. They know you keep it real. Keep it classy. Keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl. Get them girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city. Every town, every borough. They know you keep it real. Keep it classy. Keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl. Get them girl. It's Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, uh.